This is Business Savvy Mama, episode number 43. Five questions with a mom entrepreneur featuring artist and jewelry maker Jen McRae of McRae Design. Welcome to Business Savvy Mama. I'm your host, two-time mom and two-time entrepreneur Christy Lingo. I'm here to help you find your happy as you juggle all the things that come with life as a mom and a mom entrepreneur. In each episode, you'll find actionable steps to help you manage your time, work productively, and create a healthy and joyful mindset around working from home while parenting. And you'll hear inspiration from other mom entrepreneurs about where they thrive and where they survive in their efforts to balance work and home life. I'm so glad you've joined me today. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome. It's Thursday here on the Business Savvy Mama podcast and Thursdays mean five questions with a mom entrepreneur. And today I am so excited to be chatting with Jen McRae of McRae Design. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Jen is an artist and jewelry designer, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of like online entrepreneurs. You're my first creative entrepreneur. So I can't wait to dig into the who's, what's, and why's of your business. But before we roll into that, tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, where you live, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I'm a 44-year-old mom, and I have two boys. One is 14, and one is 10, Um, and we are in rural North Carolina, so we're in small town, not, you know, small business, but also small town. We're basically two hours from everything in North Carolina, two hours from Raleigh, two hours from Greensboro, two hours from Charlotte, which makes, you know, makes running a business fun because I can get everywhere fairly quickly. That's, that's me and my background. I have a strange background because <laughs> I, my degrees are in interior design and then art education. So I've got this crazy, wacky, wild background that kind of led me to where I am today. <laughs> I think that so much of where we came from influences where we go. I, you know, like I have a background in, you know, I've been everything from, I worked in a produce department. I was a personal trainer. I, and then I spent 10 years as a professional organizer and now I help moms with productivity, but I feel like all parts of that sort of influence it. So I am sure that that art and and design background really influences your jewelry design and your art that you put out there today. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Tell us a little about the business that you actually run and then why you chose it. Yeah. So I am kind of a serial entrepreneur (laughs) and the (laughs) business that I'm, I have now is my jewelry business and the, and it's primarily jewelry. I say artist because all my jewelry is based on a piece of art that I've created. And really I found this particular business by accident. And, you know, a lot of people will say it it was by accident and dropped in my lap, but this, it really did because I started as an interior designer. I started with museums. I had a business that somebody said, can you help me with this? I said, oh yeah, sure. I can do that. (laughs) And I did that for 12 years. And then I taught art for four years. And then I started creating my own art. And through that process, I really found what I like to call my bliss. And I feel like art 
is my my bliss i love communicating through my art i love when people communicate with their art and when people you know say i can't do that i can't paint i can't this i can't that yeah you can you know it, everybody can and that's part of what makes me so happy about this business is i'm able to take my art and create and kind of give back and everybody kind of can wear i always say what i'm selling is tiny wearable art it's tiny pieces of art for your ears and a lot of people really appreciate that because every single piece is unique so every piece is one of a kind it feeds my energy because i'm not i don't ever create a piece that's the same <laughs> so you know, with art, you're always feeding that energy. And this really feeds that energy because I am. I'm making pieces that are all different. Every piece is different. No one is ever going to have the same pair of earrings that somebody else has. Um, and like I said, this it chose me. I was commissioning art and painting primarily, and I messed up a huge commission. I had a commission that was big. I messed it up. But I was like, I love 90% of it, except for that handprint. So what am I going to do with this? I like to tell people, thrive on your mistakes, because this was my mistake, but it led to probably the most success that I've had. I took that canvas off the wood, off the stretcher, played with it, and literally the, the material kind of spoke to me and told me what my next step was. And I took that canvas, turned it into my first collection of earrings. People went crazy over them. They loved them. And it's steamrolled it's just been this giant ball that has gone down this hill really fast since then oh um, i love that so, so much because so often you know you see these things that it's like you don't fail well um, one of right. my coaches always says you don't fail you either win or you learn and yeah. i just love that example of it like you, not only did you take something that somebody might have just like thrown in the towel and been like forget it i'm not going to be an artist anymore not only did you do that but then you you took a different creative avenue and now so many more people are being able to be inspired by your piece than just like the one person that commissioned the other one so i yeah. love how you fell into your bliss that is really really awesome and yeah thank you so when it comes to entrepreneurship, where do you feel like you have the greatest strength? My greatest strength is definitely in the creativity side. I can brainstorm and I can say, oh, I can come up with a thousand ways to do this or ways to grow, things to change, different shapes, different sizes. But also with that creativity, you know, I have this background of working with nonprofits, working with chambers. So I know kind of all the bits and pieces. So I'm that strange artist because I kind of, you know, most artists are way out there, but I have, I'm way out there in some respects. And then I'm also very grounded in saying, I know I have to follow these steps. I know all these bits and pieces about marketing. I know all this that rolls it all together into one ball and really makes it work together. It's both right brain and left brain, which I think that, you know, Definitely. a lot of times you can be very analytical or you could be very creative. So it's really nice that you're able to see that you can do kind of both sides of the brain <laughs> because it is very true. You know, the creative people that I know and that I've been around, they don't sometimes get what you're saying, the process, the marketing, the sort of like nuts and bolts and numbers side of business, but they're really great with the vision. So that's awesome that you're able to tap into both sides of that. 
that. But all of us have things that we're really good at and things that we might be able to work on a little bit. So where do you see as your biggest area of growth in entrepreneurship? My biggest area of growth is definitely embracing what I I call it, like the suck, like (laughs) the the invoicing, the mail, you know, the shipping, like all those things that are not creative at all, but have to get done Yeah, (laughs) because you have to get paid. But that I call it the suck because it is literally I have to get up and do it first thing because if I don't, I'll just keep putting it off because it's I don't want to do it. It's not fun. It's not creative. It's not exciting sitting at a computer, you know, (laughs) putting stuff in and it's not fun. No, and I can totally, I can totally, totally get on board with that. You know, I actually just recently did an episode about eating the frog, which is the exact process that you're talking about where they say, if you have to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if you have to eat two frogs, do the biggest one first. And essentially it's, if you have to do something you don't want to do, like eat a frog, do it and get it out of the way. And that's exactly, you've, you're in such the right mindset to do that. Embracing the suck. I love it. <laughs> so next, I want to know a little bit about if you were to start this business over again, how would you change the way that you started or what sort of lesson did you learn or have you learned that you would emphasize to yourself in this next go round? Well, I always tell people, you know, when you're starting a business, it's best to just jump in with both feet and like this just kind of dumped in my lap. (laughs) I didn't have a business plan for making jewelry. I didn't have, I didn't have every, all my steps laid out and I had to do it as I went along. And that was not easy, you know, because it's kind of the suck too, you know, writing that (laughs) business plan and figuring all that out, especially when people are so excited and they want your product you know, whole boutiques want my product, wholesalers want my product, people, you know, just customers wanted my product. And I really, last summer, especially I got to a point where I couldn't produce fast enough to make, you know, to get the product out there. And a lot of that was because I didn't have a business plan and I hadn't really set everything up. And that my biggest advice, especially if people that are starting over is, or starting a business is yeah, just jump in with a little asterisk, I always say put a little asterisk on there and do your research, get with a small business center, find a group like your group or Laura McLean Small Business Moms, find, you know, you got to put that research in, especially if you're in the creative field, you know, I'm in that jewelry field, craft field, because you're going to undersell yourself if you don't. And you've got to make sure that you're not only covering your materials, but you know, you're covering costs for social media ads, you're covering your website, you're covering the packaging, you're covering, and all those little pieces, you know, yeah, my materials for each pair of earrings might only be $2, but all those other little pieces add up and add up and add up. So you might not be paying yourself enough. Yeah. You might not be charging enough, especially in the, in the craft jewelry world, people, and I see this a lot because I'm in this few, few other groups and I'm constantly saying, you're not charging enough. You are not charging enough because if you're just covering materials or covering materials twice, you're not charging enough. So you got to really make sure that you're paying yourself and you're covering all those little bitty things that add up. You want to jump in and go 
and you want to jump in scared, but jump in scared, jump in go, but jump in with a lot of knowledge behind yourself. First. And even just a couple of hours, you know, like yeah. I think that it seems intimidating if you're not if you haven't ever wrote a business plan, but you can go online and get like yeah. templates where you just sort of fill in the blank. And it does, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be detailed and, you know, 150 pages, but just get a framework in place so that you have an idea, you know, that you have an idea of the systems that you need to set up. Like exactly. that was something for my second business this time around. I made sure that I am detailing every process of everything I do step-by-step, step, start to finish, making Loom videos, demonstrating how I do things so that when and if I need to bring people on, I can show them those sorts of things. I know exactly you know, what the process is when I put up a Facebook ad or what the process is when I edit a podcast. So I think it's so important, like you said, put the even just a, a little bit more effort in at that beginning and yeah. create a business plan because to go back and do it once you've already started and once that, like you're saying, your ball's rolling now and it's so hard when you're the creative person that needs to be creating the piece to go back and do that stuff afterwards. Yeah, it's so, so hard. And and then put in some what ifs because I didn't, I, nobody planned for COVID, you know, nobody right? planned <laughs> for this stay at home that happened. But it also caused me to kind of have to make a dramatic pivot because all the things, the markets, the shows, the all those things that I was relying on disappeared in like literally a blink of an eye. And I had to make a massive pivot to online sales. And Luckily, I had put in getting emails and making sure people were on my social media and all that from those markets and shows. So I already had a, a nice base. But if I hadn't had that kind of planned in, I mean, I, I yeah, you would have had nothing. Yeah, I would have had nothing. Yeah, yeah. I would have had nothing. So, you know, put, make sure, and that's part of that research too, you know, figuring out. Those See what steps. other people in your, in your in field your, are doing. That's exactly. Such a great Best tip. practices. You're never doing something on your own. Somebody's done it before somewhere yeah. or some version of it. So finding those best practices is really essential. I couldn't agree more. You, you know, the whole systems and planning, that's right up my alley. I love that kind of stuff. So. All right. So my final question for you today is what's your best piece of advice as a mom entrepreneur for balancing work and home life or making sure that you get in plenty of quality family time? My best advice is bring the kids with you. Bring, you know, make them part of your business. That's what I've done. I've really made, mine are older too. They're 14 and 10, but I've folded them into my business in a lot of ways. My 14 year old loves to go with me to shows and events and markets and he loves to help me set up and he loves to, you know, he feel, I think he feels pretty awesome when he's running the, you know, the POS system, the cash register, basically he loves to do that. He loves to get involved with that. Um, if I'm, he loves to sit there and help me stamp envelopes and that, it's quality time for us <laughs> to a certain degree. We'll put on music and dance and sing and cut up and make stuff, you know, and my 10 year old last year at Christmas made ornaments and it was great for him to make the ornaments, but it was also great for him to be involved in the process of how much did he price them? So yeah. he really learned so much because I said, okay, now we're buying this bulk 
container of ornaments. So you've got your ornaments, you've got your paint. Okay, so this is how much your materials cost. How much are we going to sell them for? How much are you going to make? And then every time we sold one of those ornaments, he was like, how many did I sell? How much did I make today? And he was working <laughs> to buy a computer, you know, so he was really excited about how much he was making and what he was doing. And it was, it was great. I mean, it was great for him and me to work together on doing that math, figuring it out. It was great because we also worked together to paint his ornaments and package them. And then when he went to shows, he was very invested in how they looked and how they were set up. He was invested in those sales. Uh, and then of course my older one is invested as well. You know, he's constantly helping me with things uh, back when I was doing art, more art classes and things, he would, he loved to go with me. He was my best little assistant. Like he'd walk around and help. And it was, I mean, it was really just our time, you know, and he looked forward to it. We both, we all look forward to it and we still do because he comes up and helps me for a couple hours a day and we, you know, turn the radio on to something he likes and we just cut up and, and do it. And it's uh. fun. I love it so, so much because one of my things, you know, when I'm talking to clients or when I'm talking to my group about mom guilt and how you like run a business and have a family and not feel guilty. And my big thing is, is like, show them what you're doing. Be a great example. Teach them about business. Teach them about entrepreneurship. And that just plays right into that idea. What an amazing thing that you're being able to show them about not only like the creative side of it, you know, the make it, but the, you know, what goes into, like you're saying, creating a business plan, pricing products, selling products, you know, customer service, all of those things. I love that so much. I got like goosebumps while you were talking. Cause I was like, Ooh, how can I, can I bring my boys in? Cause I explained to them what I'm doing, but I don't actually involve them. And I just think that that is such a great thing. I love it so much. And thank you so much for sharing today. It has been wonderful to talk to you. I, uh, I love your energy. I can't wait for people to check out all of your earrings and your pieces that are available. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you online or on social media? Yeah, I have a website. It's www.mccrae.design. No S, just design. <laughs> McCraeDesign.com. I'm also on Facebook at McCrae Design. I'm on Instagram at McCrae.designNC. Um, you can find me anywhere. Once you get on Facebook, I also have a little VIP group that, and we have fun in there. They get this new releases. They get everything first come first serve. It's a great way to connect with my community through there too. And of course, I will have the links to all of Jen's social media and her website in the show notes at businesssavvymama.com slash podcast. Jen McRae of McRae Design, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Hey, are you tired of spinning your wheels, of working long hours but never getting ahead, or maybe feeling like everything is two steps forward and one step back? I get it. That's why I've created Your Priority Recipe. It's a free, downloadable system with all the ingredients you need to help determine your urgent and important tasks, the things you need to do for your work, home, family, and self. And when those urgent and important tasks are done, you'll have time, space, and brain power for those other tasks and to spend plenty of quality time with your family. 
to grab your free priority recipe system and my trim your to-do list flowchart, you know, just in case you aren't super clear on what your priorities truly are, visit priorities.businesssavvymama.com. That's priorities.businesssavvymama.com to pick up your free priority recipe today. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the episodes I have for you to help you find your happiest mom entrepreneur life.